What up, people? It is Monday, July 8th. My name is B. Hill, and this is the Just My Opinion podcast. Man, I have a lot on my mind today, so I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. Uh, first, I want to talk about uh, some of the football that happened yesterday. Uh, of course, the Dallas Cowboys, which I live in Dallas. Uh, I do support the home team to an extent, but when they lose, doesn't affect my day at all. Um, the Cowboys have a better than average offensive line. They have the leading rush in the NFL in the backfield. So why would you not go for it on fourth and one at your opponent's 41-yard line in overtime to try to win this game? Uh, Jason Garrett needs to go. Um, I was talking to my cousin earlier, and when Jason Garrett was the offensive coordinator, he was very creative with his play calling um, when he had Tony Romo as quarterback. But since he's become head coach, he's very average, he's very predictable, uh, and he doesn't have any balls. So having that offensive line, having the best running back in the NFL right now or the leading rusher in the NFL, um, and not going for it on fourth one in overtime, there's just really no excuses for that. For that. Uh, they deserve what they got. Uh, Jason Garrett has proven to be uh, an average or below average coach, head coach, um, and he shouldn't be there. But as long as Jerry Jones is the owner, he's going to find yes men to fill that spot. Um, we've seen that with this history of picking head coaches, so that's just what it is. But, you know, the Cowboys had a game in their hand. Uh, even though Zeke was kind of held in check yesterday, um, still, I think they could have got one yard. And that's what they get. And on the other side, the Houston Texans played a, a pretty good game. Uh, but I haven't watched a lot of their games, but watching the game last night, if they call plays for Deshaun Watson like they did last night, he is not going to last the rest of the season. He's not going to last the full season. This dude was taking so many unnecessary hits last night. It's crazy. And I'm surprised that they even called plays to allow him to do that. Um, several bootlegs he ran, and he couldn't quite make it to the corner because the Cowboys do have some pretty speedy uh, linebackers. And he couldn't quite make it to the corner. And, I mean, he just took a lot of unnecessary hits, but... Hats off to the Texans. You got that win in overtime. Cowboys, you know, I don't know what you're going to do because the wide receiver core is not that good. It's average or below average. Dak is average. Uh, Zeke is above average. But if you don't have anything else wide receiver-wise, they're going to stack the box against you. So, um, Cowboys got a lot of work to do. Uh, this was Texas OU weekend here as well great game. Uh, I actually pulled for Oklahoma only because the quarterback for Oklahoma, Kyler Murray, uh, is from the high school that's in my area, um, in the city I live in, in Allen. He's a really good player, um, five-star recruit. He actually already signed a Major League Baseball contract, so he's, they, the Oakland A's allowed him to play one year starting quarterback, starting quarterback at Oklahoma. And then he's going to go play baseball. But this dude is smart. Uh, he has an arm. He's fast. And initially, as I watched the game, uh, Texas was up by like 21 points. So I stopped watching it. And then like six, seven minutes later, I turned back and the game is tied. And Kyler ran for like a 67-yard touchdown, threw a touchdown, and they were back in this game. 
but hats off to Texas big time. Uh, they had the ball game tied with probably five minutes left. They were able to make some first downs, run the clock all the way down, and kick a field goal with nine seconds left to win the game. Uh, Texas quarterback is a monster. Uh, I haven't watched them play all year, but I think I'm going to start because Texas has a decent squad, and I had no idea their quarterback is as as cold as he is, so that dude is a monster. Um, so, good game there. And then over the weekend, I was very happy to hear that Conor McGregor got beat down and tapped out. He got choked out. I am not a Conor McGregor fan. Uh, I watched some MMA, but there's no way I paid to, to watch that. So I watched some of the highlights uh, on Sunday. But the reason I dislike Conor McGregor is just he's way too cocky and arrogant. And the guy he was fighting, he just seems like a dude that's about his business, just want to come in and fight. And that's what that is. But the way Conor handles his business, um, I don't know if it's just to sell the fight. But, you know, he talked about the man's family. His dad was... a uh, you know, just talked real bad about the dude's dad, um, saying that he was a terrorist and talked about his religion and just everything you can think of. And, you know, sometimes enough is enough. And I heard that there was a little uh, controversy that the guy, Connor was fighting, didn't want to promote the fight. Um, but I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to be in the same place as Connor either. So after he choked Connor out, he got the win. I think his frustration was just so built up with everything that was said and done leading up to the fight. He jumped over the, the ring and started fighting people in the crowd on Connor's team. And then some of his team came in and started swinging on Connor. And I absolutely do not um, agree with that, but I understand it. I mean, it's like so much frustration for the past several months. This dude talking noise about you and your family and your religion and everything else and just saying anything he can to antagonize you. Um, I think it was just a release for him. Again, I don't agree with what he did, but I definitely understand why. And people like Conor McGregor, um, you know, if you let those type of people, those type of bullies antagonize you and get to you, you're not going to have a happy life. So I'm glad Conor got what was coming to him. He got choked out like a little punk. He is, and he lost. So he's uh, not invincible. He definitely has some weaknesses, so it was good to see him get tapped out. Um, so, also with that, talking about bullies, my girlfriend was over here over the weekend, and she's divorced, and her and her ex-husband share a son. And not that I want to take sides, but I've seen and heard conversations that they've had, and her ex-husband is a straight bully. And she's been intimidated by him in the past, and all I've been trying to do for the past several months to just encourage her to speak up for herself because my girl is, is laid back she doesn't like confrontation at all but I'm just like you cannot let this dude talk to you any kind of way or walk over you you have to stand up for yourself and just the way he is he's extremely passive aggressive and I don't think he'll like somebody standing up to him so I'm encouraging her. I got her back on this all the way because I've seen the text messages. I've heard the conversation. So I know exactly what this dude is. He's the type of dude that will try to intimidate. Um, he tries to manipulate. And frankly, I'm not going to let that happen with her. I care about my girl too much to watch her get used or walked over like that or talk to any kind of way. 
So I've been encouraging her to speak up for herself. I never encourage um, initiating or picking a fight with this dude. All I encourage her to do is stand up for yourself, especially when you know you're right. And he has too many things against him to keep coming at her the way he does. So she sent him this long email yesterday and just basically pointed out a few facts to him. And I compare him to Trump supporters. And that's, you know, they'll come at you all they want. But when you start throwing facts at them, they they bounce back. They take a step back because the facts are the facts. You can't dispute facts. You can try, but a fact is a fact. So when she hit him with all these facts about what he's not doing, the way he's lacking as a parent, my thing with him is he's very quick to blame her for everything concerning their son. If he has a bad day at school, well, it's, it's her fault. And he's not that active in his child's life. I mean, a couple of phone calls, 10-minute conversations throughout the week, and you see your son maybe four or five days a month. That's not a, And you live 30 minutes away. That's not being an active parent in your son's life. So, you know, I really hope that they can find a way to co-parent uh, because that's only going to benefit their son. Um, their son has some behavioral issues that need to be worked out, and I think it's going to take both of them to do that. But she can, she can do it on her own, but I think the situation would be a lot better if they actually got along and, and co-parented and stopped all the the passive-aggressive behavior that he's doing. And that's basically what she told him. You know, these are things I think would help with the co-parenting aspect. He needs to be more involved in their son's school. Um, and he just needs to stop pointing the finger and look at himself because he's not perfect. And the thing about my girl is she's the first to admit she's not a perfect parent. She's not a perfect person. But the one thing I do see her doing is trying every day. She's trying to be a better person every day. She's trying to be a better parent every day. And I respect her for that. Uh, but this dude doesn't seem to fit that mold. He just seems to be a finger pointer and blame her for everything instead of taking responsibility for himself. So, you know, I just, I believe in treating people fairly. I believe in doing the right thing. Uh, and I just wanna, want her to be treated fairly. And I'm going to back her and have her back uh, no matter what concerning that. And that's with any of my friends. Um, I hate to see anybody being used, especially the people I care about. But also, I hate bullies. He cannot intimidate me. I would love to talk to this dude because I'm not intimidated by him. Uh, he can't punk me. He can't bully me. But this is her her battle uh, to fight. Um, and I'll stay out of it until she needs me to get in it. If I meet him, I will be as cordial as I need to be until he's not. But at this point, I haven't met him, but I would love to. Um, just to have her back and just to let her know, no matter what, everything is going to be fine. I got your back. So moving on to the Kavanaugh Supreme Court issue. Um, I think he's being sworn in as, as I record this now. Um, this was one of the biggest messes I've ever seen in my life. And I think that's why it's very important we get out and vote. Um, I definitely believe Dr. Ford in her accusations uh, based on his hearing when he was being interviewed to be confirmed. I noticed that he rarely answered direct questions. 
he talked around a lot of stuff, but even yes or no questions, he just didn't answer yes or no, and really never even gave an answer. He talked around a lot of stuff. When they were coming from Democratic uh, senators, uh, he never, he rarely answered a direct question with a yes or no, when it was a yes or no question. That bothers me. Uh, his whole temperament, you know, when he was almost in tears and talking about he liked to play football and all I mean, dude, and he talked about being drunk and drinking beer a lot. Um, there are a lot of other people that could have filled that spot. So why was it so important to get him? And honestly, I don't have a problem with Republicans nominating somebody for the Supreme Court. Well, I take that back. I do. Because they didn't allow Obama, President Obama, to nominate who he wanted uh, at the time. They held that spot um, for a purpose like this. So them having this dude, I know there were a lot of other candidates that they could have chosen to fill the Supreme Court, the highest court in the land. Uh, and it's just too much scandal surrounding this dude, whether he did it or not. It definitely seems like he's guilty of something. Uh, we definitely know he lied under oath. Uh, that, that's been proven. Um, also the fact that Dr. Ford or Christine Ford, she took a polygraph years ago about this incident, passed the polygraph. She had reported this to her therapist and to her husband years ago, way before he was nominated to be on the Supreme Court. So I don't think her motives were political, as a lot of people might think. Um, because she had reported this years ago, I think the reason she came forward now, or it was released now, is because this is a dude that's going to be deciding legislature um, in the highest court in the land. And you definitely want to make sure you have the right person in that position to make these decisions because these are extremely huge decisions. So I think the whole process was a sham. Um, the FBI wasn't allowed to do a thorough investigation. There were, I think, 40 plus witnesses uh, that could corroborate some of the accusations that were never interviewed. Um, the two primary parties in the dispute were never interviewed. Um, and they just went ahead and closed the case. So I think right now my verbal middle finger is going to go to all of the senators who voted for him and didn't allow due process to happen, uh, didn't allow full investigation to happen. And I think the biggest thing, reason why Republicans want him on the bench on the Supreme Court is for two reasons. The Roe versus Wade decision. Um, where they want to overturn Roe versus Wade, which allows for legal abortions. And the thing with abortion is, it's definitely an opinion. Um, I consider myself a Christian, but I also think it's not my business what somebody else does, what someone else does with their body. Um, I think it's a woman's right to choose. Uh, I definitely don't agree with abortions when it concerns, or when you're doing it for uh, when you're not protecting yourself and you're just doing it as a form of birth control. I definitely don't believe in abortion for that, but I do believe in abortion for if it's incest, rape, um, or something to the, that will affect the health of the baby or the mother. Uh, I definitely don't believe in late term abortions or anything like that, but I definitely think it's for one, it's, it's not my issue is I'm not the one that has to make that decision. But I think a woman has a right to choose. And I think in some cases, um, abortion should be necessary. So that's just my personal opinion. 
a lot of people disagree with that and that's fine you have a right to your opinion that's cool but um it amazes me how a lot of people are against abortion but once that unwanted baby is here you don't want to help take care of and then what so you're for the the fetus but don't want to do anything to help take care of that child you want to take away um social programs, welfare, things of that nature, uh, WIC, and things like that um, to help take care of the baby once the baby is here. That's ridiculous. And also, you have a president who, when he was campaigning, uh, said about abortion, he was against abortion because women can have an abortion at nine months. Dumbass, that's birth. You giving birth at nine months, that's the stupidest thing I've heard. But again, it's coming from the stupidest president we ever had, too. So, my rebel middle finger goes to everybody who voted for this dude um, to be confirmed. Uh, he is not a good candidate. There are way more Republican candidates if that's what you wanted. Oh, also a reason they voted for him is the fact that he believes a sitting president could not be uh, convicted. And we all know what that's about. So, I'm going to just leave that right there. Middle finger to all y'all who voted for this dude. Uh, and we're going to pay for this later. All of the damage that's being done today is going to take years to repair. And the, it probably will not be repaired in my lifetime. And that's a shame to say. But way too much damage is being done right now um, to this country and the divide of this country. Um, and I just see it continuing, at least for the near future. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. But, hey, what can you do? All I can say is, Early voting starts, I think, October 22nd. Get out and vote. Let's get some people in office that actually cares about the people. And it's not necessarily about the power. I'm in Texas, which is a red state. I'm definitely not voting red at all. Um, I hope Ted Cruz gets voted out and Beto O'Rourke gets in. He has some really nice uh, policies and ideas. And uh, Ted Cruz is is an asshole, too. He's, I saw the first debate they did. He's very good at, and most of them are, they're very good at um, giving misleading information. And I'm glad that uh, Senator O'Rourke, you know, he hit back with actual facts. But the thing is, when they're not in a debate um, in Ted Cruz's ads or in his rallies or whatever it is, he's free to dis- uh, disseminate false information that people don't take the time to do their own research and due diligence on the other candidates. So. Um, get out and vote. Again, I know in my area, early voting starts October 22nd. I even had my girl. I talked to her about a lot of this stuff. Would never influence what she does. I just told her I think it's important that you exercise your right to vote because this can affect you and your son um, and your life. So she went out and got registered to vote and I actually think we're going to go vote together. Whoever she votes for, that's her business. I'm not going to even ask. Um, Same thing, whoever I vote for, that's my business. But I know this, I'm not voting red. So until next time, peace, God bless, take care.